What's poppin' everybody? Welcome back to a girl and her mother-in-law. Happy fucking Monday. Go ahead, you could celebrate it. Hope you guys had a great weekend. <laughs> I'll pass on the Mondays. <laughs> it, is it technically my birthday weekend after or the weekend before was my birthday I mean, birthday listen, weekend? we could do both, right? We could do both. We could do both. I wouldn't so be mad at that. Maybe we're hungover right now we, we in can, reality. This would be Monday. No, we, if anything, we'd get drunk on Saturday, Saturday. So that we have Sunday, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. It could be an option. Could be. We'll, we'll report back. <laughs> um, hi, everyone. Welcome back. Happy February, Aquarius season, bitch. Let's fucking go. I feel it. I feel it in the air. January was a very long month, and I'm ready for my birthday month. It's funny because I'm not I'm not one with the cold, but I am one with February. February just sounds right for me, but not the weather. Like, how dare somebody tell me to be born in February? It's <laughs> fucked up. I mean, Anyways. I think that was mom and dad's fault. Yeah, you know, up. you, you really up. had just nothing kidding. to do with it. <laughs> um, two things from last episode for attention. Yes. No, we have to talk about last episode about everything that happened afterwards. But, oh, yes. Okay, well, so go ahead. Number one is... If you guys know me, you know my number's three. I was born on February 3rd. I see 333 all the time on the clock. Fucking yesterday's episode was episode 333. I went to export it when we were done. I was like, oh my God. It was the one where it was landed on my birthday. We were talking about my birthday. And it was episode 333. It was very strange. Extremely. So that happened. Also something I forgot to mention about the trip, a detail that I remembered. I got to try a bidet for the first time. <laughs> She's hook line and sink. Uh, no, I have to be honest. Oh. I'm feeling a little a little rough. <laughs> you can't turn it down. <laughs> I'm feeling a little on edge. I'm feeling oh. a little raw. Oh. I don't think <laughs> I don't think I will be getting one. Oh. I enjoyed the heated seat. Does yours have heat in it? No. Okay. I'm- so mine is just a little attachment that goes on. Okay. But I have hot water, cold water. Okay. And then I can control the pressure. So it's not like it, oh, because that shank could get very hard. So it didn't feel like it though, but maybe after a few uses, <laughs> it was a little too much. Like the pressure didn't feel like too much. But I did like it had a heated seat and then it had a little fan. Or when you were done. When you dry. Because that was the thing with mine. That's what I... Okay, so I got mine when I had my back surgery. But that's it too. It's like it kind of defeated the purpose. And I didn't even think about it when I was ordering it. Because the whole point was I couldn't bend. I couldn't reach. I was fucking tore down the middle of my back and sewed up, you know? And it was like, what do I do? Just sit here and fucking drip dry? (laughs) But didn't you buy the thing that clamped the toilet paper? Huh? Didn't you buy the thing that clamped no, the toilet paper? No, oh, I okay. just very carefully would reach, reach and tap. pat. Yeah, you do a little pat. I would pat, pat, pat. <laughs> <laughs> and I wore panty liners in case you know it was yeah. a little extra water left over. Yeah, but see, like a fan. I mean, that's some high end shit there. Yeah, and a heated seat. Yeah. Hmm. But it was. A little- I haven't looked. I'm a little scared. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about TMI. (laughs) But I don't like the feeling. I also do wear thongs on a daily basis, so that could also be irritating from after using it. I'm not Um, sure, but will not probably be using again. Maybe I should have lowered the pressure. I'm not sure. It was my first time, you know? First time. First time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's that bad. It just feels like, you know. I used a bidet for the first time. Mm. That's what it feels like. It's fine, but a little uncomfortable. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. So I forgot to share that experience with you guys. That was a highlight of my vacation. I'm sorry. Yes, you, you were excited about it. but then I was. The and you know, things. also, <laughs> wow, diving in. <laughs> I usually can't use the bathroom too often. And there, I guess, maybe something about the altitude. I was using the bathroom just fine. Uh, so I was using I, it quite often. And Jerry was constipated. I could not. I get poop shy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Cody sent me a message. Cody, I love you. She sent me a message yesterday because we the episode that came out. Sorry, guys, we're lotioning up. I know. I don't know why that just happened. 
<laughs> she put on lotion, so I put on lotion. Um, but Cody had reached out yesterday to me. Yesterday's episode that came out was the sex one. Yeah. And when we were talking about being shit on or thrown up on. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I had said, you know, Alyssa, think about like Hershey Squirts. Yeah. And she goes, you're forever going to be known as Hershey Squirts now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> but I, I don't, I think that I can poop anywhere because I can't poop often. So, like, when I gotta go, I'm letting it out. Yeah, I, I couldn't go. You know how many times I tried? And, like, I literally drank so much coffee the second day because I'm like, your bitch has gotta go. And I just, and coffee you know, will usually, and I just, I, mm, no. But you know what's funny to me, though, is we had three bathrooms in that house. Like, you had a private bathroom in your room. Like, it wasn't like it was, like, in the hallway of everyone walking by. You know what I mean? No. And it's just, like, upstairs. You know my upstairs bathroom? I can't go in either. I like my little bathroom. I like, it's, it's. <laughs> you feel comfortable in there? No, because the bathroom that was in the room was ginormous, yes? Yeah. It, it, it's you echoey. Didn't, you didn't feel it's, cozy? I did not feel cozy. I need to feel cozy. And, and <laughs> like, I need, I don't need. A massive bathroom. I don't... Yeah. No, I felt very... I go into her bathroom. She has like a pillow and a blanket in there. <laughs> she shits. <laughs> it's just so silly. It's like I get poop shy, I guess. Oh. Yeah, so... You got to throw on some noise. Throw on some TikToks or some music or something so that nobody can hear you. That's <laughs> what Zane and I do. <laughs> I don't... I don't... I won't be able to poop if somebody can hear me. No way. Either I'm running your water or I'm playing something on my phone. <laughs> Especially in public ones. Oh, can't. Yeah. Need noise. Love when public bathrooms have music. Or somebody's with you, you're like, put on the dryer. <laughs> Throw the water on. <laughs> Somebody just sitting there going like, like this with the hand motion thing, just turning it on every five seconds. Flush as you go. Yes, or flush as you <laughs> See, I don't like doing that, though. I don't like the water coming up on my butt. Uh, that grosses me out. That is kind of gross, actually. Yeah. But I don't poop in public, so I don't got to worry about that. What happens you know? if you really have to go? I usually don't. What? I'm That's the, I'm so the not TikTok good. that it, she's going to piss her pants. I mean, I'll pee in public, but the reverse way, like, I can't, like, I try. There's, there was a recent time I was in calls with Aliyah, and I'm like, oh, my belly's got the rumbles. Uh-huh. And we try, I tried, and just nothing. I'm like, forget it. Let's go home. And then I swear, like, <laughs> I, it was just like yesterday when we were driving home or whenever we came home from where we were. It was like, we're probably like 40 minutes into the trip, and I'm like, uh-oh. Really? I got to pee. Uh-huh. And I'm like, but that's okay. I'll make it. And then when I tell you when we hit, like, Three exits away, all of a sudden was like, I'm going to pee my pants. I'm going to piss my pants. It's like my my mind knows that we're almost home. Like uh-huh. if I had three more hours, I would have been fine. But when my mind knows yeah. I'm five minutes away from my house, it's like, yeah. I got to go now. Yeah. And when you get older, it's when you got to go now. You got to go now. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm, I'm driving Zane's truck. I can't pee in his seat. You know? <laughs> if it was my truck, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, okay. And I made it home and ran through the snow and saw my dog and peed and everything was just great. The poop thing is so unlike you, I feel like. Really? Yeah, I just feel like you don't care about that shit. Or you're say- like you're saying your body just physically won't. It just Or do you get like won't. grossed out like, like you I- can't go in a public place? No, it's not even about oh, that. Oh, okay. Because like, that's very I unlike you. You usually go. don't care about that shit. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> but I'm bummed. Um... Like yeah, you would if you could. Oh, yeah, okay. I do. Your body I try. just doesn't let you. It just um, <laughs> my asshole gets shy. It's like nope, not letting it out. There's a, there was a TikTok that I saw on <laughs> on shit. <laughs> How when you go? I don't know if you would know this universal experience because a you don't poop in public and b I don't think you really shop here that often. <clears throat> but it's like a Home Goods, Marshalls, TJ Maxx thing. It's like somebody's always blowing up that bathroom, and for some reason, whenever you walk into that damn store, some sort of aroma's in the air because you always have to shit. Always. And I thought that this was like a, you know, you never have a fucking unique experience in your life. Somebody's always had it too. And so when I saw that TikTok, I was like, no fucking way. I went into the comments and everyone was like, there's no fucking way that we all experience the same <laughs> Thing. And somebody's like, oh, maybe because we all get like our Starbucks before and we like shit our pants. And I don't drink Starbucks. I don't drink coffee. Huh. But I, re- not every time I go, obviously. But like, I remember a handful of times where like I've walked into a TJ Maxx and I'm like, oh, gotta shit. 
Really? Yeah. Isn't that weird? But it was like a universal thing. Like so many people in the comments were like, I've never experienced anything unique ever. Like somebody's always (laughs) experienced it. (laughs) That's fucking hysterical. Oh my God. I I guess I I don't shop at either of those stores often. So I've never really experienced that. But then again, I I get poo shy anyway. Right. So you never have to. That's kind of like a nice talent that you have there. (laughs) That would be nice if I could never go to the restaurant. I've trained for it for years. Okay. She's like, I was grossed out as a kid, so then I kept holding it, and now my body just knows. I don't know. I don't know. When you walk into a store. I, I, that would be nice. Because then you don't have to worry about pooping in public. That's very nice. I would take that as a blessing in disguise. Yeah, but not when you're away for three days in a fucking cabin and can't poop. You feel I was like literally full, full of shit. You, you were actually full of shit. It's like, how do you lose five pounds? You just come back from a weekend vacation. <laughs> That's so funny. That is so uh, Guys, funny. I'm so sorry. That was so fucking TMI. Yeah, sorry. That was my fault. So long story short, I will be sticking to my butt wipes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming to my shit talk. <laughs> TED talk, shit talk. You it know. was about how I used a bidet. And I wanted to say how much I loved it. And I thought I loved it the first time. And then I got home and I was like, a little uncomfy. So, yeah. Anyways, yeah. moving on. Um, we wanted to ask you guys for Valentine's Day. We did already get a fuck ton of emails. We got but, a fuck ton, so but, this is going to be a new uh, a new series. I guess so. Which is great because... I, sorry, I'm interrupting you. I'm a dick. Like, we both just did it five times in a row. But yesterday when somebody posted the idea in the group and then I screenshotted it, I sent it to you, I... I literally said, like, in a world of shit that we live in right now, hearing people's love stories will be so nice. So I, you know, everybody, if you haven't seen her her Instagram post um, and you want to send them in, send them in. Valentine's Day is coming next week, next Monday. Yeah, so I, so. I want to give people that don't follow us on Instagram a chance because I bet some of you guys, which if you fucking don't, like, what are you doing? Go do that. <laughs> but... Yeah, so send in your emails with the subject line, my love story. Send us some interesting stuff of maybe, you know, where you were like in the same building and you didn't meet each other or something like that. Mm. Send us the juicy juice. Um, And our email is agamilpodcast at gmail.com. A-G-A-H-M-I-L podcast at gmail.com. You can also go to our Instagram and hit the email button. It opens it right up and you can just type it right there. You don't have to remember anything that I just said. So send in your Valentine's Day emails. An episode comes out on the Monday of Valentine's Day. So you guys will be listening to that on that day. Unless you have big plans with your mans or women's, I understand. Mm. So then you will listen the day after. Unless you're part of the subscription squad, you'll be listening the day before. Which if you aren't, there's a link down below. (laughs) And rate us on Spotify. Subject uh, Subject title. My love story. Oh. She's not listening to me. I thought I was. (laughs) She's full of shit. (laughs) Okay. In a world full of shit, send in your love stories. Wait, can we just also talk about yesterday after recorded the weirdness? I have no memory, so honestly, I don't remember anything. She don't remember anything. I mean, I only remember a couple of things, but it was very weird to me. So first was the 333, the episode 333. After we were done recording, we were talking about how neither her or I had an experience involving a ghost in this haunted area that we were staying in. And I was kind of looking forward to it, so I was a little disappointed. So then the 333 comes up, which is just, it's Alyssa's date of birth. It's her birth, uh, her favorite number. She sees it all the time. It was just like, huh, okay. Then she tells me about a dream she had. And specifically in the dream that she's telling me, she tells me that it was like Fright Fest, okay, which is which is at Great Adventure during Halloween time. So then I had to pick up my friend from work, and she gets in the car, and on everything, the first thing she said to me is, Hey, Jerry, can we pinky promise that we have to go to Fright Fest this year? And I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, That's fucking crazy. Like, Fright Fest is October. The fact that you mentioned it, and 10 minutes later she mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, was like, January, are you fucking kidding me? Like what? And then I'm sitting there and I'm editing, and I get a friend request. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't remember any of this. I get a friend request from, from a friend who died last year. 
Did you ever investigate that? Like, was somebody of her family, like, doing stuff? Well, I sent a message to her son because I said, if anything, maybe it's just a message that I should reach out and just say, hi, I hope you're doing well kind of thing. So I did that, but that person's never on. Like, once in a blue moon, he'll come on. So I wasn't expecting a response right away. Um, also, you guys weren't friends on Facebook, or did it unfriend and then refriend you? It. We are friends. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it unfriended and now is refriending because we were friends because we talked. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. I don't know. Very weird. I like, as I'm editing the podcast about our ghost talk, I get a fucking, I get a thing. I screenshot. I'm like, you're not going to just fucking look at this. And then she's like, wait, she's dead? And I like literally sent her a fucking screenshot of her card. card. And I I was like, what do you mean she's dead? She's dead. Like, I was. What? I attended her funeral. I saw her. She was definitely deceased. What? The fuck? And now it she's must have been her family doing something. But what are the chances? I the timing that. Why would of they it do all. That? The timing of all. That's we're weird. talking about ghosts. The timing of like just all these little things. It was just like weird. So you think she followed us back? Hmm? We think a good ghost followed yeah, us back from the cabin. Maybe it was Jenny. Because maybe Jenny was one was of the her. ones. So maybe it's Jenny. Maybe Jenny is keeping us company here. Mm. But she's a good ghost. Yeah. So. What else happened? Mm. I think that was pretty much it. Yeah, probably. There was some weird shit in the air. And we were talking in a group chat too, and Zane's like, I don't get it. Isn't this like... Good. A good thing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because it's a good we're like, ghost. Yeah, thank God we got a good ghost and nobody's fucking tripping over themselves and like getting fucking <laughs> exorcism. Oh, but yeah, it was it was just weird. It was we, definitely we spoken into existence. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, wait, I don't think we felt anything. <laughs> and they were like, really? Surprise, motherfuckers! Yeah. Here I am. Although she gave me a nightmare, so I don't know about that. Well, because Jenny. she was. Like you said. Making her presence known. She was checking you because you were like, I ain't scared no ghosts. Mm. She's making me stronger. Yeah. Mm. Crazy. Well, all right. The ghost of Jenny is here. We will update you guys if something else happens. Yes, we will. It's kind of creepy to say out loud that actually we think that somebody (laughs) followed us back. I I do think. Uh, But whatever. (laughs) Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. <laughs> Okay, we're going to do advice. Okay, let's go into advice. Jenny, be nice to us today, Jenny. We love you. We do love you. That was what it said on the website or something? That there was a ghost of Jenny? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Jenny. I'm like waiting for a sign. She like blows out the candle. Yeah, right, something. (gasps) Oh, yesterday. Oh, okay. Well, you know my truck light, how it comes on every now and then. I don't know where, you know. Um, yesterday, it freaked the shit out of Aileen because when she said that, I was like, no fucking way. I said, because Alyssa had just mentioned it to me. With that, my truck went on. Like, went on. <laughs> and she's like, Ma? <laughs> I'm like, no, that kind of happens. But sure. the timing of it is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That's funny. Uh, anyway. All right. All so, right. advice? Yeah, let's okay. do it. You? Me? Who? I would go to the second one and see which one you prefer. I'll just do it. Okay, go. Advice. Moving out of my parents' house. Hello, beautiful ladies. I hope you both had a fantastic holiday and new year. I've been listening to the podcast since day one and watching Alyssa's, uh, Alyssa on YouTube for years. Thank you guys for the amazing content. Your hard work does not go unnoticed. Aw, thank, thank you. you. Now for some much-needed advice. On New Year's Eve... I moved out of my parents' house into an apartment with my boyfriend of five years. On New Year's Eve? Really? That's crazy. But okay. That's what she did on New Year's. Nice. Okay. Good way to start the year. Yeah. Well, this is true. 
Okay, so we have been dreaming of this since we started dating, and we couldn't be happier to start this new and exciting chapter of our lives. A little backstory. I just graduated I just graduated my bachelor's, and throughout my education, I was living about an hour and a half away from my family and my boyfriend. Living on my own is something I've been used to and experienced before. The difference this time is that the move was permanent, whereas in college, I was always coming home and it was temporary. Packing my whole bedroom and all of my belongings from my parents' house has been really hard on me. Now that I'm back in my hometown and living with the love of my life, I can't help but feel a huge wave of sadness. It's been almost a week and I feel homesick every night. I have a low sex drive and I cry all the time. I miss living with my parents and being at my house. It's been really hard. It's been a really hard adjustment for me mentally, and I'm wondering if these feelings are normal. I feel guilty for feeling so sad when, <laughs> when it's such a happy time, and I'm extremely happy to be living with my boyfriend. I don't have many friends who are in the same situation as for me to ask for advice, so I thought I would ask my favorite podcast of all time. I should also mention that my boyfriend is extremely understanding with the situation and has been amazing. He's going through the same feelings at, as this is his first time moving out as well. Thank you in advance. I look forward to hearing your, what advice you have from his mom and dad missing sad girl. From For this mom and dad missing sad girl. Much love. Aww. Mm. Go ahead, Liz. Um, okay, a few things. Number one, it sounds like you aren't very happy moving out and living with your boyfriend. I think you're lying to yourself because there's many of things that you've just mentioned that makes it seem like you are not happy where you're at and you aren't ready to move on, number one. Um, number two, I just can't relate because I was so, love you mom and dad to death. But I was very, very excited to move out and be on my own and live with Zane and like we had wanted this for so long. And so once it came, I like kind of thrived. So I can't really relate to this feeling. Like, because also, I don't know how far you live from your parents, but like, I see my parents all the time. They literally live five minutes away. And I feel as though we have a better relationship not living, you know, face to face every single day. I can have, buy my own groceries, you know, do my own schedule. I don't have somebody questioning me. I just, I'm a very independent person mm-hmm. in that way. Um, I definitely depend on my loved ones a lot, but I also am very independent on my own. So I, honestly can't relate to the way that you're feeling but I do feel in a way that you are kind of lying to yourself being like no I'm happy no I want this no 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 this is good I'm happy to be living with my boyfriend when really you just aren't ready yet because you're sad you're crying every day you said it doesn't really sound like you're happy where you're at right now Jerry disagrees though so go ahead it's not that I disagree she feels sad and homesick every single day Okay, so there's something missing. So I don't know if she's necessarily unhappy with living with the boyfriend. It's it's a permanent thing. Like I think because she she said when she was away at school, she was completely fine because she knew she was coming home. Where this is a, I'm not going home anymore. Like this is a more permanent thing. So I think that's the transition that she's. So you think maybe like setting up, like seeing your parents once a week. Yeah, but I also, she must have, in my opinion, from seeing this, I bet you she had a very close relationship. Like maybe, maybe they sat down and cut along the couch and watched TV after dinner every night or, you know, like something that she's missing. Like, I I don't know. But I, I, I don't think that she's unhappy with moving with the boyfriend. I think that she's just missing something that she was very used to with her parents. So, my opinion, maybe, Start a new sort of something with your man. Like, um, if you could figure out what it is that you're missing, you know? Like, if it was, I don't know, you played a board game every night or you watched a TV show together or you ate at a dinner together, whatever it is. If there's something that you can figure out that you're missing on why you're missing your parents and feel not so happy where you are now, I would try to replace that with something that you now create with your man. Mm. You know, create a new something with him. The other thing is, if you're not living far from your parents, It seems like she's not. She says she lives in her hometown with the love of her life. All right, so go hang out with your parents, too. I understand. Like, I understand. It's like, fuck. (laughs) It's, It's a definite thing. But nothing is permanent. Nothing is definite. And they live right there, so go say hi. Mm hmm You know? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I 
In my opinion, it just feels like she says, I miss living with my parents and being at my house. I have a low sex drive. I cry all the time. I feel homesick every single night. Like, I don't know. Like, if you're not going to be happy in the place that you're at, then, like, why torture yourself? But I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It's only been a couple of days. Oh. From when she wrote that email to when she she moved out on New Year's Eve and this email was written on the 5th. Oh, right. So she was, oh, so, so you were fi- way premature it's in five writing days. this. Yeah, it's five days. She's probably better in by now, but I'm thinking that's what it was. Plus, she moved out on New Year's. Like when she said that to me, it was like, ooh, you know, because that's like a, mm-hmm. I mean, I did see your side when you were like, oh, fresh start New Year, but I was thinking, wow, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe just the, maybe your tradition of New Year's got, changed up because you were moving or I, I don't know but I don't know if it's so much that she don't like living with him I think it's that no I think you love your boyfriend I just think that it sounds like you aren't ready to move on mm, maybe yeah like live out on your own yeah it just sounds like you just blatantly weren't ready mm. because yeah you could fantasize and like love the idea but then you actually did it and now you're like oh shit yeah. I don't think I was ready. I'm very homesick. I miss my parents. Like, I'm not at that stage of my life yet. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's just like facing that. Because obviously, I don't know how much, how long your lease is, but obviously it's like, fuck, <laughs> now I'm in a lease. Can we have an update? Like, I'm really curious yeah. if after a couple of days she's settled down and she's okay or if she's still mm-hmm. feeling this way. I mean, if you're still feeling this way, then I 100% agree with Alyssa. Like, yeah, if it's been over you a month. Wait, you weren't ready yet. Maybe mm-hmm. you love your boyfriend, but yeah, there's something missing, you know? Yeah. So definitely want an update on this. Mm-hmm. You also, though, on the other hand, you're going to have to move on and be a big girl one day. So, put your big does she say how on? old she is? No. Okay, but they've been with her. She's been with her boyfriend for five years, so she's got. She, and she's graduated college already, too, right? So she's probably your age, like maybe mid twenties. Yeah. yeah. Um, I personally think that's a good age to move on with a, a especially a significant other of five years. You're pretty much in it for the long run, in my opinion. At that point, um, I think that maybe if you. I don't know. I don't know the timeline, but if you are still feeling this way, maybe like fight through it for a little bit longer because you are going to have to move on one day. Like you can't live with mom and dad forever. And also I'm sure your boyfriend doesn't want you to live with mom and dad forever. He's going to want to move on and have a life with you, Mm -hmm. you know? So like maybe you do have to put your big girl pants on and be like, listen, I have to become an adult now at this point in my life. Like I have to be able to move in with my significant other. Like I love him and start a new chapter in my life. You Mm -hmm. can still go see your parents every night for dinner if you want to. But having your own place is a very nice thing. And I think maybe you wrote this email a little prematurely. prematurely. It's also hard for me because I can't relate because I I was so excited to like start my own life. Mm-hmm. So Aww. let us know. Write in again. Mm-hmm. Please. Are you emailing her back saying, give us an update? <laughs> <laughs> update now. So curious. Yeah, I need to know now. <laughs> I wonder if I could, like, real time. <laughs> oh, and then she emails back now. That'd be funny. That would be funny. Okay. Read soon, please. SOS. <clears throat> Hi, ladies. Writing in again is your favorite lesbian. I have listened since day one and recalled the episode where Liz mentions her OCD. I, too, suffer from extreme OCD, and my compulsions have only gotten worse. I feel like it only increases when a big event is planned. Like, for instance, I have a trip coming up in two weeks where I will be meeting my girlfriend for the very first time. And with everything going on in the world, my brain is set on, if you don't do this, something bad will happen this trip. And I can't shake this feeling. Liz, how do you cope with your OCD? I don't know how bad yours gets, but I'm suffering and any advice would help. Love you ladies and appreciate all that you do for each and every one of us. Uh, um, okay, first of all, I just want to, we love you. And I just want to clarify that I was never, ever diagnosed with OCD. I would say that I have OCD tendencies. Mm-hmm. Um, I have talked to friends of mine that suffer from OCD and they were like, yeah, you have OCD. Um, so I've never been diagnosed. I would say that I do not suffer like chronically where I would need medication or anything of that mm-hmm. sort. Um, but I do have it very like lightly, I would say. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want to self-diagnose myself. So I'm trying to, you know, right. tread carefully here. Um, I don't have OCD with like going somewhere and something bad is going to happen. I have it with very silly things, I would say. Like putting my socks on and then my voice in my head says, you have to switch your socks and I switch my socks. Um, 
I have talked to somebody that I know that suffers from it bad and says the only thing really to cope with it is to not do, do it. it. Not cave into the right. desire or the voice in your head right. or the temptation of switching your sock or putting uh-huh. the light switch the other way. Right. Like or literally like just pulling into a parking spot and it's like, oh, you have to like pull back out and pull back in. Like shit like that. Wow. Like you have to just like not do it. Wow. But it sucks. But I have been getting better as I've gotten older. I think I'm just improving as a human in general Mm. (laughs) because I've been saying lately that I've been getting better at a few different things. Um, But I have been finding better ways to cope with it. One of the things that I really, really struggle with is saying things. And let me explain. So like if we're sitting having a conversation and we're like two minutes past the conversation, but I'm sitting in my head like not wanting to interrupt you being like, oh, I should have said that one detail. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll say it after, even though it doesn't make sense. Like, I'll be like, oh, that doesn't make sense to the conversation, but I have to say this one detail. Or some things, like, I feel like I have to be very specific with, like, if I'm like, oh, yeah, I arrived at, like, 3.15, and then in my head, I'm like, no, Alyssa, you're a fucking liar. You arrived at 3.18. Uh And then I'll be like, oh, actually, it was, like, 3.18. Like, I'll have to correct myself, otherwise it will drive me nuts that I lied to someone. Mm -hmm. Like, shit, like, saying things is my worst one, I think. Mm. Because I'll, like... I don't know, I'll like feel the need that I have to like correct myself if I said like, not that it's not a white lie. I'm just like, you know, guesstimating or things like that. I'm not lying to someone about something detrimental. But for some reason in my head, I'm like, oh, karma will get me if I don't correct myself. <laughs> no, literally, like karma's going to get me yeah, I get if it. I don't correct myself right now. I get it. So even if it doesn't pertain to the conversation, I don't care. I'll sound like an idiot going back to a conversation that happened five minutes ago because I need to correct what I said because I was wrong. Or I said something a little bit off. Or I didn't add this detail that like, if I don't have, like in my head, I go, oh, if I never have this conversation with this person again, they're never going to know this detail. And like, it needs to be said. It will drive me uh-huh. nuts. It will drive me nuts. So, like the light switch thing, the sock thing, like things like that, I'm pretty good at coping Resisting. with. Yeah, I can okay. resist to a certain extent. Um, but, like, itching one side, having to itch the other, like things like that, I do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, definitely the speaking thing is the worst thing because in my head, I literally is like, you have to say that. Have to clarify. You have to, yeah, you have to fix what you said. You have to say something else. Otherwise, something like bad is going to happen or. You're gonna. You're a liar. Like my brain says that to me. It's very strange. So I don't know if that is a thing of OCD. I I feel like it is. You know, like an obsessive compulsive disorder. Like you have to do things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I was never diagnosed, but I definitely have the tendencies of it, but not on an extreme scale, which I am extremely grateful for. Um, if it's just as much as like having to say something that doesn't make sense in the conversation, I'll deal with that. You know, like, thank God I don't have it like super bad. Like some people really suffer with like things like something's going to happen on this trip or like, I don't have things like that. Like, oh, something bad's going to happen on this plane or, you know. I mean, I too have some, I would say, like you said, like little tendencies, but Mm. not bad at all. So I really, I don't have advice to offer other than resist the urges. Mm. But as far as like, if you don't th- do this, like something bad will happen on a trip, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've spoken to anybody about this, but maybe that's the way to go. Like, if it's starting to control your life and you live in fear of, if I don't do this, something bad's going to happen, to me, that's like, that's a different level. That's, you know, that's like, now you're living in fear. Like, you're letting it control you. Like, I have to do this because if not, that will happen. To me, that needs to definitely, you need to speak to somebody. If it's, in my opinion, if it gets that bad. Right, that you you can't even travel. Like, I'm fine. I go on trains, subways, buses, planes, cars. Like, it doesn't really bother me. Right. I think a really good mindset, which I'm not saying that, oh, just think this way, and that's easy. Like, it's not. But a mindset that I've adapted within the last, like, few years, I would say, um, that really, really just helps me cope with anything in life is that everything happens, happens for a reason. reason. It's see, like I say it so much because I there's a difference between knowing the saying and knowing what it means versus mm-hmm. really, really feeling it and applying it. Mm-hmm. And I've really adapted that mindset, and so I feel like that's opposite of OCD, you know. And so I feel like that really, really helps me cope because. I don't know, like uh, when we got flooded 
you know, and you have to rip like, up the oh. carpet. That sucks, but whatever. This is Time the fucking the floor. <laughs> this is the situation that I'm in, and like it happened for a reason. And maybe, maybe our carpet was moldy from another leak that we never saw, and we were gonna, you know, get sick next week. You know, like shit like that. It's like I've really, really adopted that, adapted that mindset, and. I think that that helps cope with OCD. Do I know how to adapt that mindset? No, I think I just woke up one day and I was like, oh, this is an easy way to live. Because now if something bad happens, like I'm not stressed about it. You know, like I'm calm. Mm -hmm. In a lot of situations, I find myself calm. Even as silly as going to this cabin, like usually me would like panic that it was like haunted. Like I'm like, "Mm, if something happens, it was meant to happen. (laughs) Literally, like that. I'm like, okay, if a ghost comes by, then we see a ghost, you know, like, I'm a very black and white thinker. And I think that also helped me adapt this mindset of like, whatever is thrown at you, like literally the saying of cross that bridge when you get there. Mm-hmm. It's it. Like everything happens for a reason and cross that bridge when you get there. Yeah. I mean, you, it stops you from worrying about the future. That's me. I'm the hugest, biggest warrior of the future. And I, as much as I know everything right, happens for a reason, like to, I truly believe yeah. that. And I also believe that no amount of stress and worry about a situation that's in the future is going to change the path of that. So whatever will happen, whatever's meant to be, is going to be. 100%. So it's like as long as you prepare yourself yep. for whatever the trip, like if, if if you know your, you know, dot your T's, dot your I's and cross your T's. And if you did that, then yeah. just let out everything else. And like you said, it's a lot easier for us to sit here and right. say, oh, just, you know. But that, like, being prepared. Yeah. If you're prepared, you know, and do everything that you're supposed to do and preparing that's for a trip, do. that's all you can do. Yeah. yeah. And let me also say, too, I'm not, like, perfect at this. Like, I get frustrated and annoyed at things. I'm not like, oh, this is great when something bad is happening, you know? Like, say, like, I don't know, a a brand deal gets delayed and they haven't approved for five days, but I was supposed to upload. Like, I'm going to be fucking annoyed. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's like, it's fine. So, like, I'm still learning the things that I preach, always. We're all always still learning and trying to adapt these things. Like, we all have weak moments where the things that we believe in goes out the window. Mm -hmm. Always. That always happens. So, don't think that human. you have to be perfect. Yeah. We're human. Like, I definitely get frustrated with things. I'm not always like, la da it's happening for a reason. Like, no, I get annoyed. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but balance, and as long as you have that mindset in the back of your head, I think you're on a pretty good path. Mm-hmm. But, like Jerry said, if you very, really, 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 really are suffering with OCD that bad, definitely seek help. Because yeah. that is something you do not want to live with when it's that extreme. But... Those are my, that's my advice on how I cope with my non, um, my non-assigned OCD. Okay, well, good luck. Yes. Sorry. That's okay. Okay, falling in love with my brother's best friend. Ooh. Uh, Should be on Valentine's Day? <laughs> what's poppin', listen, Jerry? Uh, I have an amazing, I hope you're having an amazing day and a happy new year. As you can see from, a ti- from the title, I am in a bit of a dilemma. Yes, I have fallen in love with my brother's best friend. For the sake of privacy, we'll just call him Charlie. A little backstory. I am 19, uh, about to be 20, and Charlie is 26. We met about four years ago when my brother brought him to our home from college one night. Obviously, I caught a little crush, but that's all, and it, was, and it soon went away. But almost four years later... We call and text every day. It all started with him swiping up on my Instagram story with a, hey, you. Slowly, we started talking more and more and found out we're both into the same stuff. We are both aware and in agreement that we like each other. We have talked about the future, our likes and dislikes, everything a blooming couple would talk about to get to know each other. He has become my best friend and someone I can't imagine not being in my life. As of now, we have been talking consistently for roughly eight months and have grown closer every day. My brother is very aware that Charlie and I have grown closer and became better friends. However, he doesn't know how deep the feelings we have for each other are. My question is, do you think it would be wrong for me to get in a relationship with Charlie, knowing that Charlie and my brother are friends? My brother seems to be perfectly fine with us growing closer and even plays video games with us every night and knows Charlie and I message a lot. At the end of the day, I've never felt so strongly for someone, and it would truly break my heart to lose him, but it would also 
hurt me if my brother did not approve. So, your girl needs some help. I hope this email wasn't all over the place. Okay, love you. Bye. P.S. I wrote in a while back about masturbation malfunction. I am happy to say that since then I have purchased a vibrator and it has become my new best friend. (laughs) Seriously, I don't know why it took me so long to get one. Nice. Good for you. We love that for you. You look happy and healthy. Um, I would just ask your brother if he minds and then go for it. No? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't really see, I know there's like a stigma around it, but I don't see the big deal of dating a a sibling's best friend. Yeah. Unless you break up and it fucks up the relationship. I mean, yeah, I can see that, but... Again, whatever's meant to be will be. Like, think about, like, if Aaliyah fell in love with, like, one of Imani's friends. Like, if anything, I think that'd be a good thing, no? Yeah, because, A, I know where they are, who they are, where they come from, what their mannerisms are like, and stuff like that. However, if it was a best friend, like, if it was a best friend that was over a house constantly and stuff like that, I could see how it would make it awkward. And maybe put a dampener on their relationship, their friendship. But, um... If this guy is not over at your house every day and your brother is cool with the way you guys are talking and knows you're getting closer. And, I mean, he's 26. It's not like a high school thing. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm sure the guy's not at your house every night for dinner. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, they're 26. But I, I would just talk to my brother. I'd be like, yeah, listen, you know Charlie and I are talking all the fucking time. I got to tell you, I'm starting to catch feels, you know. Charlie like, bit me. Yeah, he, oh, he bit Charlie <laughs> bit my finger. Um, but I, I don't know. I think because of the age... I I don't think it's a big deal. It's not like you're high school yeah. kids and you have to worry about the drama that follows. You're, you're adults. Yeah, I was, I'm just thinking about in our scenario, I think the only thing would be like if the friend treated the, oh. the girlfriend bad, then the oh. brother will come for blood. Yeah, I'll kill somebody. You mess with my daughter. Or my son. I'm talking about Imani. <laughs> I know. But I said son. <laughs> if like, Imani like, I, saw that his right, friend was treating Aaliyah right. bad, he would come for blood. Oh, absolutely. So that can def- it can definitely... I get it. Okay, I get it now. It can definitely hinder the relationship between the friend and the brother. So just prepare for that. You, are, you definitely are taking a risk. I wouldn't say this is a risk-free action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But your brother knows him well. Right. He knows what kind of dude he is. And hopefully you wouldn't bring up your relationship drama to the brother. What I'm thinking, right? Because boys, boys talk, right? So if this guy is ever, like, down, talk, like, degrading. Bad on his sister. Or anything towards any female, that brother been like, he might be like, mm. Mm. You don't want to date him, trust me, mm-hmm. kind of thing, you mm-hmm. know? Because guys talk when they get together, right? Just like us girls talk. We talk a lot of shit when we're together. So the boys, they're just like, you know, so I, I think asking him and talking to him, hey, what do you think about the possibility of me possibly meeting? You know, we're getting closer. And just, I would go with, I would see how your brother's gut reaction is because he may know, hey, he's a really great guy or eh, he's kind of grimy, stay away. Stay away. True. Um, and then maybe take it from there. Not that you have to listen to him. You could always make your own decision. But I, I think definitely speaking to him about it is the right thing to do. And then you make your own decision. He's not your daddy where you have to listen to him. Agree. But you could definitely get his opinion on the situation. You know? Right. Like if he's like, no. And it's like also, he does he really have that say? Well, that's what I'm saying. But also, does he because it's his friend that he introduced to you? Hmm. I would say he has a slight say. Hmm. Uh, I think mm. it's a conversation that needs to be had, I guess. Yeah. Let us know. Yes. Please. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> okay. Advice ASAP. Hello, beautiful ladies. I'm going to try and make this short and sweet, but I'm not sure how short it'll be. I just want to put it out here. I absolutely love the podcast, and I look forward to listening to it. Thank you. Anyways, let's get into it. So my boyfriend is turning 21 next year, and his family is planning a trip to Vegas. That's what I want to do for money. That'd be fun. Do we, we don't really have to go all the way to Vegas, though. We could do Atlantic City. Walmart version of Vegas. <laughs> Sorry, Atlantic City. <laughs> um, I still go there, by the way. It's not like I'm trashing on it. It is trash, but we go. 
Um, I'll be 18. Oh, and I can't go because, you know, Vegas, drinking, casinos. But it's not just his mom and dad. It's his parents, friends, and their kids, and I don't know who else. I'm not sure how long that they're planning on staying for, but my mind is all over the place. I probably sound ridiculous because it's next year and a lot can change in a year, but I'm just worried. I trust him, but I know how Vegas is. I know the famous saying, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, and I want to tell him I'm very uncomfortable with him going, but I know that it's for his birthday, so I want to tell him to have fun. Everyone has been talking about it around me, and I'm just there. They have a big group chat talking about it, and I'm not even included. I just don't know how to feel. I want him to have fun, especially for his 21st. It's a big one. I just don't know. I just don't want anything to happen. So tell me, am I overreacting? I also feel like his parents just tolerate me. I'm very shy, even though we've been together for a little over two years. I feel comfortable around them, and I... I don't, I feel comfortable around them. I just get nervous. I'm a very anxious person and it might be stupid, but it's part of me. But part of me wants to tell him that while he's gone to not even think of me and have fun. But the other part of me is like, stay here with me and not go out to see half naked women. I don't have a problem with him going to the club and the strip clubs, but us girls know how other girls can be. And that's what scares me. He's going with his parents, friends, and they have a daughter close to his age. And I'm afraid they may share a room or even a bed. I don't want to go that far because I'm not sure if her boyfriend will be going. I'm so out of the loop because about the whole trip because I'm not invited and unable to go. He even... He doesn't seem bothered that I'm not going. He mentioned once that he's mad that he can't pick where to go or who since it's for him. But when I was like, well, I wasn't invited, jokingly, he was like, well, you can't anyway. I know that I should talk to him, but I should, but should I just wait since it's literally next year? It's been on my mind heavy lately with all the talk about it. What do I do? Hmm. up until the very last couple of sentences, I was like, you know, you can't go to Vegas. You don't have to be 21 to walk in a casino. You have to be 21 to gamble. You could walk through the casinos. You could do, you know, you could walk the strip. You can go to clubs. You could do everything else. You just can't drink or gamble. Um, but now I see that you weren't even invited, so that kind of added to the hint. I have to tell you that you sound a little like me. You sound like you're a little insecure in your relationship, maybe because you've been burnt in the past. So... I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if you've been, you know, like me. I always, I always, I'm very insecure. And I'm insecure because, you know, I've, I've been burnt a few times. So it's like I always assume the worst and think like you're thinking. And as Liz is reading this, I'm like, that sounds like something I would be. And as you're, as she's reading it, I'm also sounding, I'm also saying to myself, Listen, whatever's going to happen is going to happen, right? If he's going to go to Vegas and take an opportunity to cheat on you or or whatever, it would have happened and it would have inevitably, is that the right word? Happened anyway. If he's going to cheat, he's going to cheat whether he's exactly. going to stay home or not. Right. Um and Which, with that being said, blessing it, in disguise. There you go. Ciao. <laughs> um with that being said though, living your life like if he's not in my eyes, is he going to do something? Is a terrible way to be. I used to live like that. And it's horrible because you're going to think every every little whatever. He doesn't answer a phone. You're going to think the worst. He's not where he should be. You're going to think the worst. And it's, it's not a way to be. So you have to just, in my opinion... If if it's a past that's making you feel this way, maybe he's done something in the past to you that you're insecure about him being, and then maybe this is just an answer. You're answering yourself by... I think she would have mentioned that. If he not has done something in the past, because uh, they're so young, they've only been together for two years. She's 18, he's turning 21. If he would have like cheated on her or did something bad to her, I think she would have said, I'm feeling insecure because this happened in the past. But maybe not, because some people have a hard time admitting it. Mm. Like, I didn't admit I was cheated on until, like, the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth time. <laughs> you know, it's like I was ashamed. Like, I like I deserved it, so I wasn't forthcoming with that information in the beginning. Um, so maybe. But why? What is making you feel so insecure about him going? Why aren't you confident enough in your relationship that he's not going to do, not going to behave, so to speak, that he's going to just do the right thing. I mean, after two years, you would think that you're in a strong enough relationship that you don't have to worry about these things. So Jerry wants to know why. Okay, I have a few things here. Okay. I think why, Mm. I think she said it herself, she's a very anxious person and she is in just an overthinking cycle. 
That's what this whole email is. It's just over thoughts. What about this? And what about this girl? And what about this family? And what about this? And what about that? And what about so this? I said, it sounds like I wrote it. <laughs> She's just in a cycle right now. Number two, um, put yourself opposite shoes. You wouldn't want a boyfriend being like, well, you can't go to Vegas because I'm worried you're going to do X, Y, and Z. You're going to be like, oh, red flag. I can't go do things on my own without you. Like, you don't want him. You don't want him to feel that way. You want him to go have fun mm-hmm. and trust him. Trust mm-hmm. is everything in a relationship and enjoy himself. Third thing, I think as somebody that has been to Vegas, I think you are thinking of it a little extreme. <laughs> He's not going to walk around. There's going to be prostitutes on every corner and women trying to lure him into a bedroom. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. There's going to be bars. There's going to be clubs. There's going to be gambling. He doesn't have to go to a strip club. If that's a boundary in your relationship, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's a pretty uh, normal boundary to have. I think if that's something that you don't want him doing, you said you're comfortable with it. doesn't really sound like you are. <laughs> I don't think you would be. Um, but I think that you're thinking of Vegas in a very like extreme way. Like families go there. Like Jerry said, you could go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you could walk the strip, go to a restaurant, you know, like... You go to a casino and like not women are not going to be jumping on top of him. He's going to be with his parents also. He's going to be with his friend's parents. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're two years into a relationship, I would hope that he does not share a bed with another woman that especially has a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. If that happens, I think that would be an issue for me. Um, but I think that you need to, I don't know, maybe look into Vegas a little bit more to calm yourself because it's really not what, it, what you're making it mm-hmm. a sound to be. Mm-hmm. It's basically like Atlantic City, just like a little more busy, you know, like or like a like a um, kind of like a Times Square where there's like street performers and like just a lot of like restaurants and stuff like that. Like it's not like he's you know walking straight into a strip club for five days. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he can have a drink at the bar, go out to dinner with his family, and like gamble a little bit, and like it's gonna be okay. There's not women walking around half naked everywhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's not. It's not like that. They're not going to be flocking to him, you know? Yeah. And, and, yeah. Yeah. Like, you walk around New York City, you see the girls that are, like, half-naked, like, painted, you know? But that's, like, what? Just in Times Square, like, a few people. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like, like, when we were in Amsterdam, you walk by and there's prostitutes in the windows trying to literally lure people in. Different story. Right, right. <laughs> um... I think especially that he's going to be with his parents. I don't think that you have anything to worry about. I think if he was going with a bunch of his buds, maybe. Mm -hmm. I think that would be totally different. Um, But at the end of the day, there is nothing that you can do that you're just not 21 yet. And you can't go out drinking with him yet. So, in my opinion, I would bring it up and be like, I can still go. Yeah, because, I mean, her first line was like... I'm 18, so you know I can't go because of drinking in casinos. No, you can. You can still go. So is it that you weren't invited and they don't want he don't want you there or they don't want you to go? Or I don't is think it because so. you have it in your mind that you're 18 so you can't go? So I think that should be something that you address first, you know? And, may, you know, maybe he would feel bad if you went because he does want to, to go to bars. He does yeah. want to go to the casinos and he doesn't want you, you know, you to be alone and feel uncomfortable. So Maybe she could bring may- a friend. Yeah, you and your friend, you can go walk the strips, go hang out, go do this, go do that. And if it's like, nah, it's because I still, I, it's his 21st. That's a big monumental yeah. birthday. He is going to have her on the back of the mind. If she's Even there. if you're there with a friend. Yeah, maybe that's why. I think why. he's still going to be concerned and worried. So um, I get that. But I don't think you have anything to worry about. No. I think that you're insecure or maybe an overthinker or whatever we're going to call that because it's me and I'm that. Um, but really, if somebody's going to do something bad, they're going to do something bad whether you're there or not. And that's my point. I mean, it was right so under my true. nose and I never had any fucking clue in the beginning. So no matter... You shouldn't have to stop your partner from doing things just because you think they're going to cheat. Correct. Because then what kind of partner do you right. have? You A don't want that one. kind of partner. Right. So you want to let them go out and do whatever they got to do and feel confident that you're in a secure relationship and that you love them and they love you and it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. And don't worry about how other girls can be because, again, like Jerry said, if your boyfriend is secure in himself, he'd be like, oh, thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. Right. I have a I'm girlfriend. I'm flattered, but I have a girlfriend back home. Right. Right. 
And if he doesn't, then he doesn't have a girlfriend anymore at home. Then and you, you fucking <laughs> just saw his true colors. And right. what's the saying? Thank you. Bring up the saying that I'm trying to think of. <laughs> Come on. Alyssa, you good one. get you. <laughs> Wait, what were you where were you going with it? <laughs> I don't know. I was just thank you next. Thank you. Next. <laughs> like when, when somebody like shows their true colors and like come on, there's a saying. A blessing in disguise. Oh, yeah. It would be, be a, a blessing, blessing in, in disguise. disguise. That's, I don't think that is the one that I'm thinking of, but there's some sort of saying that's like then I, you just know like to get rid of them. Yeah. Basically. But I don't think that's going to be the case here. I don't think so either. I think you're just a big, big overthinker. Mm-hmm. Because also this is a year away and you're already like spiraling every day about it. I think you need to have, have a conversation also- with your boyfriend. Uh- <laughs> hey, listen, I'm feeling right out of my mouth, Alyssa. Yeah. I'm like, have you even spoken to him? to him about it? <laughs> expressed your concerns? Yeah. You know? Like- listen, I just want you to know, I want you to go have fun. I'm a little nervous about it. But again, there's nothing I can do because I can't go to the clubs with you. Um, I would prefer you didn't share a bed with another woman. But I would hope that you know that already. And then if, if you're okay with him going to a strip club, well, then say that. If you're not okay with it, then say that. I don't like, think hey, she can is. we have like... Can we compromise, you know, or, you know, let's talk. Like, I have a line, please, you know. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think think it'll all be okay. Yeah. That's what I think. I, yeah. I want to know why you're such an overthinker, though. I I feel Mm. like she's been scorned. Whether from him or... She's also just 18 years old, and when I was 18, I was jealous and insecure about my relationship, too. Hmm. You know, like it's new. Yeah, it's true. And they've been together for two years, so since she was 16 years old. It's true. I mean, I've been in your boat, girlfriend. Mm. But again, you you can't start your relationship off that way. If he's going to do it, he's going to do it regardless if you're in there in Vegas or not in Vegas, whether you're you're under his nose or not. If it's. You don't want to have to babysit him. Exactly. Exactly. So I think the biggest takeaway would be that. Like you want to be in a relationship where you don't have to worry. And you also don't want to come off as that like crazy girlfriend that's like so over obsessive and like controlling. Mm -hmm. Because then you might give him the ick or make him feel, you know, like start to resent you. Mm -hmm. So tread carefully. Watch how you say things. Yes. Because put yourself in his shoes. You don't want to feel like he's controlling you. It's the worst feeling ever. It is. I've been there. Yeah. I've done that. <laughs> and it's a shitty thing to do, but... Wedding planning drama? Ooh. Hi, ladies. This is my very first time writing in, so I hope it's a good one. I look forward to each episode of your podcast. Okay, let's get into it. I've been dating my fiancé coming up on seven years, and we've been dating since we were 19. I've been living together since we were dating for three months. So I already feel like I'm married. I love my fiancé's family so much, and his mom is like a second mother to me. We are very close. And his sister is a little sister I've always wanted. My fiancé proposed in July of 2021. Everyone was excited. Since the summer, I've been trying to plan the wedding with my mom, but she always keeps putting it off. With, oh, your grandparents are visiting, then wait till we can leave and then plan it. Or, work is busy, wait till Christmas break. Or, wait till Christmas is over. Always an excuse. She did offer to help pay in the summer, saying how her parents paid for her wedding, so she would like to do the same for me. I tried finding venues, and she said they were expensive, which I respected, and I found a very reasonable venue that she had to approve. It was $1,000. Very what? Cute. Where are you finding a venue for $1,000? <laughs> a very cute little meadow with a gorgeous property this lady is renting out. Wow. I paid the deposit, and she hasn't offered to pay for anything. I was talking to my parents about how I wanted to hire a catering company that would be about $3,000 for 75 people. She said that that was too much money for a dinner, yet she's the one who wanted a dinner in the first place. My parents are very well off, so it's Mm. not like money is an issue. Mm. Uh, We went dress shopping. It was a good experience. Both mothers in the wedding party were there. She said before she would pay for the dress, but would not tell me a budget, so it's hard to know what you can try on. She wants me to either rent a dress or buy a used one. Mm. I sent her a text message saying that my fiancé and I can pay for our own wedding, and we don't care about the money. We just want you to be involved and add your 
special touches to our day. She left me on red for three days now. What the fuck? I'm feeling very upset about the situation. Like, my family doesn't care about my wedding or that I don't deserve a special day. I grew up around three boys, and I it was always boy-oriented, and I also didn't get to go to prom prom dress shopping, I was told I had to find a used dress. I just want one that is about me. I just want one day that is about me and making me feel like I matter. My fiance's mother is so supportive. She calls me almost daily and texts me about the wedding where she can offer help and time with it. I was planning on a bigger, fancier wedding for my side of the family because they like classy, high-end stuff. My fiance's family could care less what we do, eat. They just want to be, they just want to celebrate and be there for the moment. Also, I'm planning on getting married August 20th, 2022. So it's coming up quick. So stuff has to be booked like yesterday. Do I just plan my dream wedding on my own without my parents' approval or goes, or what goes and just send them an invite, or do I per- potentially not get married this date because they aren't wanting to help? I am lost on how to continue. Thank you for all your advice. Girl. Girl. This is Jerry. This is not even Alyssa, okay? This oh, is Jerry shit. saying it right now. Do you? This, your mom, I'm sorry, and I don't mean to be re- disrespectful. She is, she, she is holding that dollar over your head like, um, mm. Nope, that's too expensive. No, nope, we don't need that. Dinner. You're going to rent a dress. This is your wedding. Your one day. Your one day for the rest. This is your biggest day of your life. You know? And, you know, I know Alyssa says it all the time that that's why she's not off- accepting any help for her wedding because she doesn't want this to happen. Yeah. But it seems like she's... Money, not money. It seems like she's trying to control your day. And you need to put the brakes on that ASAP because you're going to wind up being miserable and regretting that you didn't stand up for yourself for your own big day. You, I understand you want your mom's special touches. I understand that. But mm-mm. she, she's out of damn control, girl. I also think another reason why I don't think that this is ever a good idea is now it's more than just her mom wanting a say. Now she's like emotionally hurt. Now she feels like she isn't cared about. She isn't enough to get a new dress. You know, like it becomes like an emotional, shitty feeling Mm -hmm. when other people are involved like that. And you know what? If you want, because she said her parents wanted the fancier dinner. Like she didn't even want to do a dinner. Do what you have to pay money for 75 people for dinner. Do what you want to do. Yeah. You know, if you want to have it on an open field and have a picnic and everybody lay on blankets, then that's right. what you do. Right. It should be up to what you and your man wants. Right. And then if somebody wants to help out and whatever, they can, but it should be your decisions. You want your dress, you go pick out your dress. You want, you know, however you want it, whether you want a brunch, whether you want a dinner, whether you want no food at all and just to party all night. Whatever it is, you got to make it. It's your special day that in all hopes happens once in your lifetime. You know, like this is a once in a lifetime day. Mm -hmm. It should be about you and him. Agree. Agree. Period. And as much as people call me a control freak, I will definitely be a control freak on my wedding day. That is my one day where I'm allowed to have a say on every single little pebble that is in that venue. And that's how it should be. Because it's your day, not your mother's. Absolutely. She had her day. She she had her day. And the fact that she read and ignored you for three days is very disrespectful in my opinion. All because of what? (laughs) Like She said, my fiance and I can pay for our own wedding. We don't care about the money. We just want you to be involved. And now she left you on red. Like, that was the sweetest, uh, to me, that was like, hey, it's not about the money, mom. We just right. want you there. We want you to be involved. Like, just. Right. And she leaves you on red? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just showing her level of maturity about this. She's butthurt about something. Like, I think maybe she's always fantasized about running your wedding. Oh, God. she needs to get over that real quick because it's your wedding. Yep. And she wants you to rent the dress. She wants you to rent the dress and she thinks $3,000 to feed 75 people is too much. Like, what do you I, want, I McDonald's? I, I don't. Even McDonald's would be three grand. <laughs> I, I don't I don't get it. That's what I'm saying. I don't get, like, it It, it bothers me because... Don't um, offer something nice. <laughs> and then they give, say, okay, this is what I want. And then you're like, no. Mm. Right. Don't right. even offer. Then don't and, even and then, offer. Yeah, and then don't be cheap on it, too. Don't even you offer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, don't. Now we just have this tension for no reason. Yeah. If you if you would have said, 
I would love to help. Here's my budget of what I can contribute. Then your daughter can go do something about it. Like if I had money, if I strike it rich and for your wedding, and I wanted to help pay for your wedding, I would offer you money, but no strings attached. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me just help. Yeah. Or let me, let me... Yeah, don't. Mm-mm. She wouldn't. Need, she said no she wouldn't give attached. her a budget for the dress, so she went dress shopping and didn't even know what to try on. You try on what you want. <laughs> you do what you can, and I'm going to tell you at the end of the day, you're going to have the dream that you want in the dress that you choose mm-hmm. and you, on your day. Yeah, and you're not going to regret it. You know, even if your mom's feelings are hurt now, it's okay because you're going to live with this for the rest of your life. So if you try to make your mom happy now, you're going to wind up regretting it for the rest of your life. Like, I guarantee it. Like, there's just no way around that. It's your day. You got to make it about you. And you said, my fiance and I can pay for our own wedding. It's not about the money. So if you guys can financially do it, balls to the walls. Just do, do it, it and do it as simple or as fancy as you want. And yeah, who cares what Ed Wood is going to make everybody else happy? This is your day, not, not everybody it's else's. You. It's not about one-upping the next person. It's not about trying to impress your guests. Or who's going to talk about it after. It's really, I mean, the best wedding is going to be one that you and him make all the decisions on. The yes. ones that are important to you. The people yes. who you want there. The yes. same the way you want it done. Yes. Like those are the decisions that you and him have to make together. And your family you know? just gets an invite in the mail and they show up. Yeah. that's They don't have to be involved in the process. Right. And that's that. Right. That excites me for you. <laughs> I think you'll do great. I think you will. Aw. Okay. Well, and now you have to get going because, like you said, it's in August. I don't think you should change your date. No. I think, no. Listen, you have the venue. You, you have the venue. You said you put down a deposit on it, right? Am I yeah. correct? Right. So the venue's done. I think if you want that $3,000 for 75 people, I think you should go ahead and, and book that as well. So now you have your venue, you have your food, and then whatever you want to do. Whether for you only four do fucking, grand is not bad. <laughs> whether you want to do a fucking dance floor, a band, yeah. a DJ, whatever it is, start planning. You want to have fucking cellos, have an orchestra, whatever it is you want to do, you need to do for you. You, you could know? have a, you could have a nice wedding for fifteen k done, uh, and and it'll be everything that you want, and you'll be happy with it. Yeah, you know, like for the rest of your life, rather than regretting or having hard feelings. And mom will get over it. I promise you. She might be a little butt hurt because it's not what she envisioned, but. Seeing her daughter be married and seeing her daughter be married and with a smile on her face with what she's planned, your mother will, I mean, hopefully, as long as, she, as long as she's not a cold-hearted bitch, yeah. but your mom will be at peace with that. She has no right to be upset about if it doesn't go her way because if it's she not said she's, her fin- wedding. she's financially fine, so if she wanted it to go her way, she could have she coughed off the money. Right. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. It's always the ones that are financially good that are cheapest, huh? <laughs> Let's yeah. Just do you. <laughs> she do can't be you upset at you man. for that. It's remember. It's it's you and your man's too. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Get his. So say. let him, let him get his opinions, and yes. you don't have to necessarily go with them. <laughs> but, at least but, make him feel hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Have Just him heard. Yeah. Um, but I would. T- I would. You and him, like you said, you could afford it. Right. I would just do it, even if you have to go into a little bit of debt. Yeah. Well, you're not going to be able to pay off your wedding in whole, whole fold most times. So if you have to go into a little bit of debt on some credit it's cards, okay. that's all right. It's okay. Pay the minimums and you'll be good. Yeah, you're good. All right. Well, Aww. thank you all for listening. We definitely want updates today. So if you listened and your email was read, please send us some updates on your emails. I feel like all of them, we need, we need we updates. Definitely. So please send them in. I know you're listening. Please send them in. <laughs> please. Um, all right. Make sure you rate us on Spotify. Check out all the links down below. And we hope you enjoyed today's episode. We will talk to you guys on Thursday. (gasps) Okay, love you. Bye.